Welcome. To Arcade Audio. saying hello welcome to married with movies i'm your host samantha mullet sitting next to me on the couch is your other host my beautiful husband chris mullet you missed some words in there but i'll i'll let it i'll let it slide she filled them in well that's what those meant uh, exactly Here's it is <laughs> another day in the life <laughs> i have a headache a headache. A headache. I've been home for an hour, and I already want to blow my brains out. Samantha Ashley. It was a joke. Not a funny one. Was it funny? Look at the wish. No, mommy's never funny. That's rude. Looks like daddy's the 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 heart and soul of this podcast. Okay, go on then. It is August fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen, and Jillian's trying to mess up the recorder. Um, we are back here on the podcast. Of course, we renew the podcast every single week. My beautiful, my baby, 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 my baby, 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 my baby, 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 bang, my beautiful wife and I sit on the couch. We watch a movie. It's either randomly selected or nominated back and forth between us. We fight our child from destroying our house, and in the meantime, we discuss the film, our lives. You totally fucked that up. Don't no, it has jelly boogers on it. Booger wipes at you, but not the boogie wipes that you normally use for boogies. Well, because they're over there. A, a PSA to all of you at home: uh, <laughs> when you have a child, prepare to say the dumbest sentences you've ever said in your life. Yeah, Tyler, you have to send us some that you've started to say. Like Please. you'll say things I never thought I'd say. It's not a boogie wipe. Jillian's sharing also some of the uh-huh. sentences all she's this, heard us say. All the crazy stuff she says. Oh, no, please don't share some of the stuff we've said, Jillian. That's, you're going to get kicked off the air. Um, speaking of the air, uh, we are officially in Pod Slam season here on the Arcade Audio family. Pod Slam is fast approaching. Pod Slam, from when we're recording this, is one month and eight days away, I believe. September 23rd uh, at I.O. in Chicago. The Chris Farley Cabaret, it's a big step up. If you just listen to Married to Movies, you know, normally we were in a smaller venue this year. We're in one of the biggest improv theater houses in the entire city of Chicago. It is 12 hours from 1 p.m. Central to 1 a.m. Central of uninterrupted podcasting all around the world of professional wrestling from podcasters from New York, from Miami, from Nashville, from Chicago, of course, from Orlando, it is an amazing event, and it's all for the benefit of Connor's Cure uh, through the V Foundation and WWE. For the past two years, we've raised a grand total, I believe, over $5,000. Um, this year, we're looking, our goal is to be 3500 which we, we topped last year. 
Um, if you listen to Podswoggle, you know that there is an additional bounty on the line for $5,000. Mm. If we hit $5,000, yours, yours truly, the content director of Podslam and the, and the host of Podslam, uh, Chrisma, I will get my head shaved well, and, and the live. host of the show. Well, yeah, me. The me. lesser host. I will get my head shaved bald. So if you want to see me bald and you want to fight pediatric cancer, this is the way to do it. You're going to go to arcadeaudio.net slash podslam. Find out all the information about the events. Um, you can buy tickets right now. Normally, podslam, you have to go up to the door. You buy them now. Or step it up in the world. It's all through I.O. You go up, you get, there's two kinds of passes. You either get a half-day pass for the a.m. or the p.m. That's 15 bucks, or you get an all-day pass. Come and go as you please. That's $20. Um, proceeds go, again, to Connor's Cure. Um, yeah, it's a great organization, Jilly. We are going to have all kinds of fun. Of course, we're not going to be represented there. Because some somebody has to, to stay with the baby. Somebody has to stay with the baby as I go to Chicago for a week. But we do have some uh, <laughs> some good movie representation for the third straight year. Uh, Bad and movies will be there. Also returning um, from uh, a year hiatus, Alka Hollywood. Some some friends of ours. So it's going to be a great event. You're going to hear more about it, and you can get more information um, from the website I said before. And also, if you're listening to the podcast, it'll be in the description, the direct link for you. So I want to make sure. Talk about that at the top and the end of every single show from now on, just so that way we can... Oh, I... What? We haven't done the show yet? What do you mean? I mean, that just went on for so long, I thought we had already recorded. I'm promoting pots. I'm just kidding. Gonna, it's the first time we've done it. Make, gotta make sure everyone gets the information out there. There's gonna be more and more to talk about. Um, also, of course, at the beginning, the banter of the podcast, we always talk about our lives. Jilly's recapping her day. Uh, yeah. But maybe she's recapping what we did on Sunday. Yeah, Julie, how'd you like Sunday? So, of course, we are a movie podcast in Orlando, Florida. So, if you think of Orlando and you think of movies, uh, you got to think of the Great Movie Ride, which is now the no dearly more. departed Great Movie Ride. We went with our friend uh, Steve Rial on Sunday and waited in line for what was originally Over. supposed to be 130 minutes. To ride the great movie ride on its last day. It was originally supposed to be the day before, but we won't get into that. Um, things, life happens and gets in the Babies way. Babies happen. Babies happen. Um, but we went and rode the great movie ride. If you never, if, don't even know what we're talking about, what planet are you from? And look at uh, Mullet's Facebook live yeah, stream. I, I live streamed pretty much the whole thing in several increments because my <laughs> connection kept going out. Um... It is a slow journey through the world of film as it was in 1990 <laughs> um, with animatronics from Westerns, Gangsters, Casablanca, Wizard of Oz, uh, Alien, and we talked about in the Alien podcast way back when, go back into the, the archives and, and listen to it, um, how traumatized I was. So, of course, we had to bring Jillian to traumatize her as well. Yeah. And she didn't fucking bat an eye. Didn't nope. blink. Nope. She was super happy. She was literally out in the sun in my arms for like 70, 80 minutes. Was made more friends than I have in my entire life. Yeah. Just smiling and waving at people. Got Uh on the ride and she just sat there and looked at everything. 
Then it she got kinda, really loud at one point, and she she started fussing with that. But other than well, that, I got worried. Like, so there's a, a scene where you either get taken over by a gangster or a cowboy. Of course, we got the fucking cowboy. Um, but I forgot they have like pop guns. I'm like, oh, she's gonna freak out about the gun noises. And then we have in the cowboy scene. It's long. There's like a big fire explosion too. Yeah, she didn't even didn't even bat an eye. But as we went in, as we went into the alien scene, she was like kind of like looking behind and like pat me on there. I'm like, what? What's this? What are we doing? And then we got in there and it was fine. Because we only really got like one crappy view of the one alien in the, in the, the, the side. We didn't even get an overhead shot yeah. of the alien. And then she started to cry through the, the movie, which I was crying through the movie because it, it's emotional. Yeah. Films are great. And it was, it was getting a little loud, but she did such a good She job. did amazing. She she, the so whole park, good. she was great. She was always Her so second good. Her second trip to Disney. So but the great movie ride is missed. If you want to hear more, again, just promoting, promoting, promoting. Uh, the most recent episode of the Blank Slate on the Arcade Audio Network of podcasts. Rich and I went in-depth on theme park rumors and futures and discussions. We talked about the great movie right there, so give that a listen. Anything else? <laughs> I just like Jenna's reaction to you saying, give that a listen. She's like, Ooh. Give that a listen. Hey. Um, Jillian has a tooth coming in. She does. That's cool. Yep. Uh. Mm. I mean, this, this is our lives now. <laughs> we have nothing else to discuss or talk about. We haven't watched any other movies. Um, I might watch something tomorrow. I don't know. When I might have a day off tomorrow. And i got to edit this, but i got to see. It depends, because my goddamn illegal means to watch movies isn't working. I know. Um, anything else we got? I think we covered everything. Covered we haven't everything? seen anything. Nothing else major in the life? Nope. Cool. All right, well, let's get into it then. Uh, this week is a selection out of the box. It is Kingpin. I believe you drew it, so it means I read it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Can you take the cards out? Yeah, the cards are right over here. So okay. if you need to delve into the box, I like digging into the box. Uh, Kingpin, a comedy right up your alley. Let's see what they did there. Gotcha. Uh, the cult comedy classic with a lot of balls. The guys who brought you There's Something About Mary and Dumb and Dumber. Strike again with a gut-busting farce that's, quote, just too funny, says the Los Angeles Times. Oh, Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, Vanessa Angel, and Bill Murray come up winners in this riotous joke of second comedy. That's it. Okay. So, uh, I will preface ahead of time a very, very overarching statement about my feelings about this movie. I think this is one of the most underrated comedy films of the last, like, 25 years. Okay. Uh, I have always loved this movie. It is extremely underrated. Uh, it's very divisive. I feel. I think it's like one of those fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes movies. Um, we'll get into the Fairly Brothers style of comedy as we go through things throughout the film, but it is their type of movie. If you've watched any those two movies we just discussed, yeah. <laughs> um, so I knew what I was expecting and what I was getting into. And was very excited to watch it because I absolutely adore it. Yeah. You, I, I didn't know. I've never seen this movie. I didn't know that. When we drew it last week, you're like, Kingpin. And like, I could have swore no. I've sat you down and, and we watched Kingpin no, before. never seen this movie before. That is crazy never seen to this me. Movie In ten years, how this never has come up. I know, right? Which goes to show it's probably one of the most underrated comedies of all time. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I would have gotten it. an expectation score, so. We did. No, I didn't. I didn't get an expectation. We did talk about this. Yeah, there's nothing on the back of it. I thought we did because no. I had never seen this before. No, I don't think you. I don't think you voiced it until like oh. halfway through the movie. You're like, "This was not what I was expecting." Yeah. So let me ask on an not expectation a, score. Not what, I was expecting. what were you expecting? What did you get? I and did how did you feel was, about it? I don't know why I just didn't think it was a, a comedy. 
All I knew about this movie was that someone lost a hand and they had that little hand thing. Okay. Right. That's all I knew. So I thought it was more like mobster kingpin. So I was I was not happy going into this. I was like, oh, kingpin. You didn't know it was going to be a bowling movie, really? No, no, no. I knew it was like a bowling movie. Oh, like, a mobster bowling like movie. A mobstery. Oh, like, two for one on the the punnage. Nice. <laughs> like a mobstery bowling movie. Wait, a mobster? Like no, mobster. So a mobster with a mop, but he bowls. <laughs> a mobstery bowling movie. Um, just Mob lobstery. Lost his hand. Like I just didn't think this was a comedy. I didn't know Bill Murray was in it. Like I don't know. I just I remember this movie coming out. Well, we were fucking nine when this movie well, came yeah, out. Like, but like I remember like seeing like previews or whatever. But I didn't remember. Didn't realize it was comedy, and, and I didn't realize all that. So you know, I I was probably thinking, okay, this is. Can give it a five. My middle of the road. I don't know what to expect, kind of thing. You have no balls. I do. I just didn't know this movie had so many balls. Hey, hey. right up your alley. So, <laughs> but um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was good. It is legitimately. I've seen this movie dozens of times. It, it used to be a very big. Comedy Central, like, ro- cable rotation movie. I was never really allowed to watch Comedy Central growing well, I mean, up. even, like, in college and stuff. No, like, I, I don't know. I've never seen it. So I've, I've seen never... it so many times, and it always, it like, certain parts, no matter what, always make me laugh, which is a, a sign of a great comedy. And there are always new things I understand or I laugh at for the first time. Right. Um, which is a testament to... The Fairley Brothers. Now, the Fairley Brothers, you know, we talked, we just mentioned there's something on Mary and Dumb and Dumber, which are two 90s comedy staples, icons, if you will. Um, what is your, like, do you like those movies? Like, like. They're not my. They're not yours. So would this line up. Taste. Would they line up with that? I or? think it's the tamest of the three. I don't think so. In terms of most. It follows a wide, uh, wide viewing uh, friendly. I'd say there's something about Mary is definitely like like a more of a romantic comedy, but just has you know that okay. R rated because this is an R rated. So right. technically, you are correct. Now there's Dumb and Dumber. There's some about Mary's an R rated comedy. This is PG thirteen, yeah. but I think, I think this is a hard PG thirteen in terms of. I'm really just basing off of an ugly woman constantly. Making cunnilingus faces and noises and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part. How can you forget about that part? <laughs> I blocked it I haven't it out. slept in three days. I, I blocked it out. I almost did it, but then my child was staring at me. And I refused <laughs> to do it. She went, good. <laughs> good. Don't do it. Um, good. But even so, like, they push the good, boundary good, good. of good taste on almost yeah. every scene. Yeah. Every scene, really, they do. They find the most outlandish thing to plug in there, which is kind of like appropriate. Not that the Three Stooges are like that, but, you know, the Three Stooges are, you know, probably were a little risque for their time and what they did. Yes, please. <coughs> oh, bless me. Bless you. You don't get happy when I sneeze, huh? Um, but it's, it says in the, the package, like, Ew. joke a second, and it's the same thing. Like, Ew. it's rapid fire. Like, she got boogers everywhere. Um... It's rapid fire. Like right. if you if you breathe, you're gonna miss something. But and they also are, are fine. Phys- like 
metaphorically and actually kicking you in the dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Dumb and Dumber doesn't end. Like, Dumb and Dumber, like, they save the day, but, like, he doesn't get the girl. Like, they fucking are walking home, you know. And this is the same thing. Like, I remember, spoiler, again, we're a movie podcast, when he loses, uh, when he loses the bowling match, I remember, was like, you're like, what? Really? And, like, that's a fucking thing I love about it is they have a different way to tell a story. They don't, he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to get his full redemption. It goes in line with who that character is. And then they, they have another way of of upping the comedy and, and also letting it become a, right. a right. joyous ending to the film. Hey. I got to sneeze again. Shit. Hey. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Say bless you, Daddy! Um, at any point, do you feel it went too far or, or goes too far? Um... Again, it's been a few days. Right, it's been so I'm trying to go days. from beginning to end. Generally, uh, you know, I gotta think of specific scenes. You know, they have. If I'm thinking beginning and end, they have like you know, the the priests, like like the the yeah, religious. Yeah, like that that may be. Dick, and that's fucking nothing. Well, I it's think been done before. Like I know a, it's been done before, but I'm thinking just like, I because I also have to remember this is a 1996 movie. Yeah. You know, like uh, 96. What a year for Randy Quaid, huh? We'll get to Randy Quaid. Um, okay, Mr. All right, Mr. President. President, here we go. I'll just go ahead and... All right, we're already talking about it. So it's really hard to watch Randy Quaid movies now. Uh, so I, I just hear Steve him say, I, okay, Mr. President, in every scene that he's got. Steve and I have, for two years, every year now, uh, I think it's E? Uh, e Network? Uh-huh. Finally realized, hey, they played Christmas Story 24 hours on Christmas. Let's play Independence Day 24 hours on Independence Day. It's fucking brilliant. So it always gets put on and we watch it. And Steve and I have this sketch idea because of how batshit insane crazy Randy Quaid is now. Like, off the reservation, again, literally and figuratively, he thinks oh, yeah. like, we're trying to deport him in drugs, like homeless, like going from place right. to place. We like just have this concept that he's always been like that. So uh, in the iconic scene in Independence Day, when Bill Perman's giving like the president's speech, Randy Quaid just keeps interrupting him with random lines from the movie because he thinks that's the scene that he's in. So it's like, right. we're going to live on. We're going to survive. I had a hell of a day to quit drinking. Okay, fucking cut. Randy, what? Like, just like, yeah. And then like he starts saying lines from other movies, you know? Like, he starts, like, Christmas vacation lines and stuff. So watching this, like, this wasn't part of my rotation, so now... It's gonna be part of I gotta, yeah, now when... It's hard for me to watch Randy Quaid movies when he's... an Amish. Randy Quaid is fucking funny. So the Amish stuff, obviously... The Amish stuff, to me, you know, doesn't... So I actually, you know... You've never been around Amish, but you're from Miami. Right. I, but I've been trying to, you know, think of more things I can ask you, because a lot of this podcast is you asking me stuff, and I want to contribute a little more and everything. So, right, I'm from Miami. I don't think I've ever met an Amish person in my life. Mm-hmm. Unless it... Uh, you, huh? They're sweet people. Well, I was going to ask you. You grew... I think she peed through her outfit, and she pee-peed all over me. But, um... <laughs> she says, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. Um, Do you want to wet but you, pause? No, no, no. I'm fine. I would change my pants. Fine. Um, you, but you grew up in Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. Which is... I, I'm not good at, like, 
ge- like geography and uh, <laughs> I didn't say about Ohio, just in general, just geography and like like times and distances. But, but, but there's a couple a big hours away Amish from yeah community in Pennsylvania and Lancaster, which there's a big Amish visited. community in in Ohio, in Ohio as well. Ohio, I don't remember the. You're, Aunt lived well, fairly so, close, if, if I'm not mistaken. So in Hartville, it used to be like a big Amish community. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, they've kind of moved to other surrounding areas. But there's still the Hartville yeah, Kitchen, right. which is Amish-owned and operated. And it they is make a giant great noodle, noodle soup. soup. It is this giant, electricity-filled, consumerist-ass building um, and they have, like, a giant gift shop where they sell, like, trinkets, you know, precious moments, like, anything you can fucking think of. And they have a giant, uh, a giant kitchen with very good food, and it's always just known as, like, the Amish kitchen. Actually, I'm going to look it up. Um, but we've also made the trip out to Amish country, and you can go and buy, like, fucking train whistles and see, like, all their buildings and then putting them up in the stores and stuff. And it's... It's cool. It's an experience. Like, you go for a couple hours, like, man, how neat. And this was back in, like, 93, 94. God damn it. I gotta make a call. Like, let's... <laughs> like, I, I'm missing a television program. Like, immediately, like, not for me. God bless him. If you want to do it, be my guest. But have you ever, aside from that, had any other Interaction? interactions really. with them? No. Because they, they, they're not going to walk into our fucking line of work and, like, well, no, a deposit. Well, no, but this, this movie made it seem like they do interact with the English a little bit. They do. I mean, you like... You know? I mean, I know that they go on that, their, what, they don't go to like toll. They don't go to, like, toll booths with their horse and, like, look at that the thing up and get I changed. I mean, that looked like that could have happened. They don't have bulls that get jerked off and they don't have... Die. <laughs> um... <laughs> but... <laughs> Please don't be engaged in this conversation at the moment. Um, but it's, I guess it's like a backdrop for that character. It's fine, but I'm glad it's like you don't get a lot of it. Because also, I don't know, it feels, I don't know why it feels done to me. Like there's not a lot, but like if I think Amish, I'm I think a witness, which I don't think you've ever seen that movie. No, I've never seen Harrison that. Ford. I think Bless Amish you. Paradise by Weird Al. Uh, there's that like, it's like the like, there's like a reality show like doing it Amish style or something. I don't know what it's called. Well, no, uh, yeah, like Amish life or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. they put him into the real world and. Well, no, because all of them go on that Rumspringer or whatever. Yeah, it's whatever called. it's called. And it's like if they want to stay in the English yeah. world or go back to the Amish world, but um, no, I just was curious because that stuff to me, like I know it's overdone and they exaggerate a lot. It is overdone. It's just, I don't know how much it it, like holds my personal interest. Well, but I know it's overdone a lot and I have seen, but, and I know that it's overdone or exaggerated, but I've never really had interaction with them. So that kind of stuff still is funny for me or interesting for me just because that juxtaposition, because it's not something I'm ever familiar with. Culture clash, you know. Yeah, and especially when you have this, like, loser schlub of a guy trying to act like he's there and he's cutting fucking horses' feet off and the horse is now four inches shorter. And he's he's got a fucking bucket full of bold cum. (laughs) Trying to come up with a nicer way to say that, you know. Um, But then also they get a chance, you know, to, like, by whore, like at the end, and like have right. their little moments and right. stuff. Right. So uh, what I, doesn't I get covered that. enough is fucking bowling in movies. Let me tell you what: the high drama of fucking bowling in movies. I was a bowler as a child. I was in a I was in a youth bowling league. So let me tell you what: it took me a while to lose my virginity. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, I'm talking when I'm like eight or nine. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm bringing yeah, it up. How old are you when you lost your virginity, though? Uh, no comment. Um, <laughs> but we. Ha uh... <laughs> ha! Why'd you just Nelson me? <laughs> I wanted Jillian to laugh at you. You're a real Munson, Jillian. You know that? You want to be a Munson? No, you don't. Um, oh. So I bowled as a kid. I got I got decent. And then now if I bowl anytime, like, I, I can, like, break 100 and it's like, whatever. I used to bowl, too, when I was a kid. I mean, with camp, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. We would go bowling. Oh. But I like, I, I like, it's just, again, it's different. It follows a normal sport movie um, <laughs> formula. to And then it turns on its ear when he doesn't win at the end. But... I like it being, I like seeing, there was plenty of comedy from that. Right, yes. The fucking ball, I mean, to this day, especially because I'm now starting to look like, in body type and hair, Ernie (laughs) McCracken. Uh, (laughs) That was a fake unnecessary laugh. That was the realest laugh I've ever laughed. Uh Uh-huh. I still, like, on an approach. It was real. On an approach, once a game in bowling, I'll always stick my hand out and do the Ernie McCracken throw. Um, there's so many little bits in, like, the two main subsets, making up, like, a, a bowling Amish movie. But, you know, right. it does, you know, it has great rule of threes with the hand. Because it's the first time where it's like, check that out. It's like, oh, what's that? Rubber? No, the right. ring. And then they do it again at the end. It's, right. like, and then it's oh, like, oh, is that gold? Go, no, the fucking hand. You know, like, that's yeah. that stuff works. Um, they have two, like, really good montages. Uh, like, the first time that they're getting really good at, um, at uh, like, the ring that the three of them have. Where, like, she's, you know, being slutty. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, they bring in a goat in to distract somebody. She's, you know, doing she the Marilyn upset. Monroe. Yeah. You know, there's the... Yeah. Like, that that do, was a good montage. And they do it again when, like, you know, they're back on the car and there's, you know, he's doing drugs and did the shaving cream with the hook and he's got, like, a fucking bandaid on his face. Um, Fairly Brother movies also always have great music. I'm not referring to the band mm-hmm. they insist on putting in all their films because it's the same band from There's Something yeah. About Mary. Right. Um, but they always have, like, poppy, punky music. I kind of had a flashback because when they're escaping the um, the strip club, they um, one of the no not the strip club when they're escaping the house like the mansion. It's like the one of the main songs from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I forget the name of the song. I think it's called Superman. Uh, and I'm like, am I, what am I playing Tony Hawk? <laughs> like it's probably right back to my. That's funny. No, bedroom I, as a I think that that's yeah. They had really great montages and everything. Um, it whips along. It's an hour and forty. No, it's an hour and fifty three minutes I for mean, a it, comedy. But it, it builds a lot into along. it as well. Like it moves quickly, oh, but it builds a lot of character oh, work and, and things like oh. that. With you know, with like the two main characters. But I think what this movie also benefits from is. The actors, yeah. which we'll, I know we'll get to. We'll but get to. I feel like as I'm talking, I keep remembering scenes in movies where like I want to make sure like we like give props to, and like there's less and less that I'm like, eh, that didn't really work. Like there, there's beats that don't. Hit. Of course, but there I is, think everything but... really like puzzle pieced together really well. It does. Um, like they they got a really good cast with a a good story with. You know, good spacing, and and it kind of all comes together in the in this movie, which is not a mobster bowling movie. About a guy with a mop. About there, a guy with a mop. There it are is... all the principles are great. Yes. Some of the supporting characters, not supporting, but like the supplemental characters, right. 
and this is with all Fairly Brother movies, they throw in there, like, they're friends. They have a fucking weird obsession with throwing in a random-ass athlete every single time. Roger Clemens isn't the LVP, but he can go fuck himself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Just like Cam Neely in Dumb and Dumber is Seabass. He's a famous hockey player. You know, oh, like, okay. it doesn't fucking matter. They always have, like, these reoccurring people, and, like, they kind of distract from the movie, but then they also always in every movie have, like, mm. like two or three actors mm. I'm just like, you could have gotten somebody else. Like, I know that character doesn't really matter, but come on, like, he's just bothering me. Um, was there anything you did like about the movie? That it wasn't a mobster bowling movie was some, about somebody with a mob. I mean, it was advertised one way. So this wasn't right up your alley is what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yep. For me, um, if I'm trying to think about, like, the order of the film, um, I think, like, the beginning, it's almost, like, too grimy and sad. Like, Yeah, like, I was going to say that. Like, maybe that... I don't ever remember seeing this movie. If I had seen it, maybe it was one of the scenes from the beginning... Where he does lose his hand and everything because I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about after, like post losing hand. Oh, everything. I think from that, that to like the after effects of mm-hmm. you know all of that grossness with that lady with really gross teeth. Because um, that's like the one homeless guy's like, hey, is it bad if I drink my own piss? He's like, even if it's mine, you know, like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And then I, I love the bit with the robber and, like, him being in the house. He fucking throws a coffee back in his face. Like, that's one of those things that I just always yeah, laugh at for no, some reason. I, oh, God, Jillian. Yeah. She's like, yes. Um, but that stuff, like, is a little too, you know, but everything it's from, like. It's not super offensive. No, it's not, offen- it's not offensive, but I'm just like, I, you know, could, could go without it, you know? It's just not, not as good. Stop trying to turn the recorder off. It's actually a good show, okay? Look, so there's some other ones we do that aren't that great, okay? You get my permission to turn them off then. I do. I um, But I read, like, the, the pre-70s stuff. Like, I love seeing, like, the... I just like Woody Harrelson being a young Woody Harrelson. This is a weird one for him because this is right before, like, he's about to, like, get nominated for his first Oscar. And, like, he's still kind of the guy from Cheers. But, like, he's had hits, like, White Man Can't Jump and stuff like that. Like I don't know. I feel like he's had a pretty underrated career. He's good. He's good in everything. I know, but I I don't feel like he gets the props he deserves. I mean, like when he was cast in like the Hunger Games series, his Hamish, you know, people gave a lot of shit. But I think he does a really great job. Perfect for that character. No, I know. He's probably my MVP of the first movie. I mean, I just think. Well, we'll get there when we get there. Great. Good. That's the only one of those I liked. When we get there. Wonderful. Good thing we have all of them. Thrilled. Um. But I think that he does a really great job with his character work, and I think that yeah. people did maybe corner him in with his role in Cheers, everything like you like you were just saying. Uh, Here's my one thing with Woody Harrelson. Like, again, I've been on this kick recently. Like, and this isn't about a line delivery. Like, I was talking about Bruce Willis last week and The right. Rock. It's like every time, like every couple times in the movie, they have like a delivery. It's just because of his fucking face. Like, I, guess, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, like, once or twice in a movie, he'll have, like, this, like, smile on his face where, like, it's so weird. And it's like, God, like, you were just doped up at that time, weren't you? Yeah. And it just, like, kind of, like, temporarily takes me out of it. But then he's so good at being, you know, this, like, you know, uh, often badass, you know, damaged. Like, he does a really good job here of, like, 
being like oh. quietly like being oh. a really good like alcoholic oh. and not playing it for laughs, but like not expressing it too much where it's a big deal. You know, in this, like, redemption arc story. Like, he does a really good yeah, job of it. The does. scenes where he re- revisits, like, his home and stuff, like, they don't go overboard with it. It's just the right amount, you know. Yeah, it's enough to add more layer to that character, yeah. which I think is important in this kind of yeah. movie when you are doing a redemption arc. I don't think he does a good job as, like, like him and Vanessa Angel is, like, romantic. Like, the romantic element of it is just, it's like... It's hard. That's what I was going to say. In, especially in the context of a Fairly Brothers movie. That's what right. I was going to say. It's hard for me... To watch Woody Harrelson in these romantic roles. For some reason, and I don't know why. Like, I think he has a lot of range. And he's done, like, just straight comedic characters. Mm-hmm. He's done, like, the straight man. He's done all this. But it's hard for me to watch him in romantic roles. Maybe because I don't find it believable. Uh-huh. And I think that that's a really mean thing to say. Because I think Woody Harrelson's a great guy. Here, here's the other thing of this movie specifically. So it's maybe unfair to, like, judge it. Is it's hard to buy into like this like romantic, you know, angle between these two people when they first meet, and she's strictly used for a fucking nip shot of getting beer out of a fridge, which in turn leads to a Randy Quaid nip shot. Fucking scrubber name, uh, <laughs> I throw up, and then later they have a knockout drag-out fought in a parking lot where they're over-exaggeratingly, like, boxing on her boobs. You know, like... Like... Are we the assholes? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we're, like, argue, like, we're not arguing, but, like, we're bemoaning the movie for not doing a good job at, uh, you know, hitting the right beats on the romantic storyline they have. But, you know, it's... I think it was still doable. Okay. You know, it, it, it just didn't hit as hard. It's um, just hard for me to believe him in a romantic role. That, that, that's all. Sorry, Woody. Um, yeah, I don't mean to be offensive uh, or anything. I don't, you know. No, I know. Um, well, we're in the performances, so let's, let's get into MVP and LVP. Um, so, well, I'd like to start with MVP. Okay. Uh, do you have a case? for who the MVP is? Um, I mean, I think that it's a close call between a few different people. I I have my pick. Who? Um, I think it's still Bill Murray. I, I was going to say that. I mean, I think he does such a great job even though it's, he's not in it as much as Woody Harrelson. It doesn't matter. I think Woody Harrelson and Randy Quaid do a good job, though. I think I that would, they have really good chemistry with each other. They have great other. chemistry. Randy Quaid is so really... fucking funny. He, Cousin Eddie in the Christmas Vacation movies, in, in the Vacation movies, one of my favorite movie characters, like, ever because he just plays dumb and sweet so well. And he's so funny in this. But look, is it funny because it's so ironic for an Irish dude to take a dump in a urinal? No. It's funny because Randy Quaid is doing that right now in a urinal somewhere. So, like, that's one of the things that always makes me fucking laugh. Um, so he's great. He's funny. Um, he, has a, he has a good heart. Woody Harrelson absolutely does a fantastic job. Here's my argument to it is, you know, could I see... Not time wise, this works, but can you see like Matt Damon as like as no. as uh, Roy Munson? Yes, I could. I could absolutely. I could see somebody else still pulling it off pretty well. 
could I see, you know, like a Paul Rudd or like somebody doing the Ishmael character really well? Yes. I don't think anybody, like you give like, like the equivalent now, like a Will Ferrell or like somebody like that. The Ernie equivalent McCracken. now, Bill Murray is well, I mean, his so, equivalent. But I mean like. Like you, Bill Murray you know is what still I mean. doing I know. Like. No, I, I see what you're everything saying. Everything that comes out of his mouth is number one, improvised. Yes. Number two is just, he's not often a villain either, because he's a villain in this. And he does it so well. He is no. so, such a fucking dick, but you still fucking root for him. Mm. I still, every time he does um, the thing at the beginning, where he's like, hi, hi, not you. Hi. It's <laughs> <laughs> just... Fucking perfect in like the 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 kid video like of all these like bastard kids he basically has yeah. or is trying to get with all these like hot moms, and he's just so smarmy and evil and funny and his facial expressions are great. He can do no wrong for me in this movie, so he would be my my nominee. Okay, uh, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, full time. Would tie him back up with Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson had the lead for one episode. Um, so he is now tied back again. Yay, Bill Murray! Yay! With Samuel Jackson as four-time MVP. Four time. For, try to remember, uh, Lost in Translation, uh, St. Vincent. Not Space Jam. Uh, no, no, um, um... Rushmore. Rushmore. No. Yeah, he got it for Rushmore. Did Absolutely. he? Absolutely. I thought Absolutely. Jason... No, you hated Jason Schwartzman. I know I did, but you... No, I no, didn't no. really care. No, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Okay. Um, which technically means... But I believe that technically means now, because we remember it's Space Jam, even though that's a shitty <laughs> way for him, he would technically uh, still be second place all the time if you're looking at, like, efficiency. Because I think Samuel Jackson is four for four. I don't think we've had any more... We'll have to actually look into this, like, after the fact. This is what I'm going to do on my day off tomorrow now. It's come up with high-level married with movie stats. I'm glad there's nothing for you to do around the house. Like nothing whatsoever. Clean your clothes out of the closet and throw out of hangers again. Well, that's the way the cleaner put it back. It's not my fault. No, I actually did that. We and can we're talk about out this. of hangers. We can talk about this uh, off-air. And now Jillian Excuse has the movie in her hand. Excuse me. <laughs> married with movies. Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about our married lives. Yo, married people, buy enough hangers. Have an extra stash of hangers, especially if you share a closet. Don't put that in your Bill mind. Murray and Samuel Jackson, all-time tied. Uh, Woody Harrelson, a close second. I would say Randy Quaid is also, the, they're both close second. Yeah. Vanessa Angel isn't the LVP. I, I think she's okay. She She's... She's fine. Harmless. Could she, someone else do it? Sure. Could someone else do it better? Yes. Could someone else do it worse? Yes. Yes. She, she, she looked the part. Fine. She was she was there to have she's fun. Fine. She doesn't she get it just surely for how it. upset she was that she couldn't attract those men, but they were attracted to the sheep. Like, yeah, I mean, she had one like pouty face there. I was right. like, that's really good. So she, she, she's good. She, she's okay. She's, um, she's not the worst thing. Yeah, everybody. What's the worst thing? Everybody else we can kind of discuss. I feel like from here on out because like everyone that surrounds no. the ma- the main four. I'm no. okay about so Chris Elliott again another regular he's only got that one scene he's fine. Who is this? Um, Chris Elliott, you know Chris Elliott, the fucking he's on SNL. Uh, he's the guy with the fucking weird hand from Scary Movie. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he's in the something about the Mary. gambler the gambler guy yeah yeah. Um, 
But everyone else is kind of surrounds. So Lynn Shay is the landlady. And she's not the LVP just for being willing to fucking do that. Yeah, but she, she, she grossed me she, out. But she, The greatest line in this movie is, what is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? You said that to me. <laughs> well, I said it... In reference to this movie, not after we had sex. I don't even know. <laughs> Why is that it? It's kind of like the line from Fight Club. Man, I've Yeah, been... she definitely peed. I'm what? Excuse you. Like with people. What about good sex that makes you have to piss? Um... This, the line from Fight Club, I, uh, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school, is like such an epic fucking line. That's also an epic line, especially when it's followed up by Woody Harrelson just fucking blowing chunks. Um, so she she plays ball. She's good. Um, people I didn't like. Um, I didn't like... The, I didn't like... The brother, the brother I Amish guy. I the father Amish guy. I, like all the Until other... Until the end, he was okay. More okay? I don't really like any of the Amish people. But, th- I, but think I like they... the Amish people. When I'm saying the Amish people, I mean in this movie, not as a whole. Keep backpedaling. Track. I don't really know Amish. Amish. Um, Amish, good people, love them. Um, that was me doing an impersonation of Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump. Yeah, yep, it was. But I feel like their portrayal is like sufficiently Amish, like. That's why I'm ultimately originally I thought it was going to be the brother because like. When he's like chastising Woody Allen, oh, Woody Allen, <laughs> totally different what movie. What movie are you watching? Totally different movie. Uh, when he's chastising Woody Harrelson about like letting the like the, the foundation collapse, which was another like fucking like kind of montage scene. Um, he's just poor, and then the same thing later, like pretty much his travels as they're like interspersed of the movie, but then he has like the little like pick me up for Rodney Quaid at the end. I'm like, okay, that was fine. You know, he did a good job being Amish. Yeah. My LVP of the movie, without a doubt, no questions asked, if I'm getting this guy correctly, that's not him, hold on, where is he, is Rob Moran, or Rob Moran, he's the guy that plays Stanley, the the main, the secondary villain, if you will, so... Oh, the, the ex-boyfriend The ex-boyfriend. Of- that guy always sucks. He's been like in every fucking Fairly Brothers movie. He is so bad with yeah. his shitty eyeliner and oh, his yeah, that shitty was bad. hair. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, just just looking at him, he looks like an LVP. Yeah. You know, and then he, he like they insist on putting him in his movies because he's a fucking he's just a friend. You know, he's just. I like how you say it like that, where you know if you were. But the I'm director good. of the Fairly Brothers, you put all your shitty friends in your movies. Sure, of course I would. The difference is, all of my shitty friends, wrong, all of my friends wouldn't be shitty in the movies that I would put them in. Some of them. He just, like, the the scene Randy where... Randy Quaid's fat now. Randy Quaid is fucking insane. If, if I got a knock on the door right now, there are probably five people who would want to be on the other end of that door. Two of them are Randy Quaid, because of how large he is. Um, like, when he's doing the scene, when they're having, like, the bowling competition, like, every line out of his mouth is just the wrong infliction, um, he's not intimidating, he's not scary at all, and, like, he comes back later on. Yeah, I don't ever like this guy. This guy, like, gives me the creeps, too. Yeah, like, now that you're looking at him, you're like, yeah, this guy's, like... this guy. Yeah, he's the LVP. This guy. 
Like, there's other, like, there's always, like, weird bartenders in this. There's always, there's the guy in the wheelchair, who is the guy in There's Something About Mary, too. And he has a friend, um, there's just a lot of, like, weird people and, like, weird choices. Yeah. You know, sprinkled throughout. And that's, like, that little Fairly Brother thing that I wish I could, she turned the fan off. That I could just, like, like pick out of the movie and just remove and strengthen it with just other solid choices. Um... Also, this guy didn't this guy have like a like an assistant or something that was really weird. Yes, I was gonna say I don't I don't know. <laughs> he was also he like bark at people or something. Thomas. I think I don't know. He wasn't very good either. Um, His name is Zen. Zen Gesner. Yeah, good for you, buddy. Um, but there was also. Um, did you notice? So at the end, the movie ends uh, with uh, like a big Amish. Like musical number by Blues Traveler, uh, shout out to my Rich. best friend. Uh, yep, Rich John Popper Camelucci, uh, but he's also the bowling announcer <laughs> earlier in the movie. It's also John Popper. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, notice. Yeah, it's just kind of weird and funny. Uh, speaking of ends of movies, I've been thinking about this literally since we last recorded. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this. Something that I wanted, if you didn't hear last week's episode on Breakable, I know we're getting off on a separate tangent here. Something I didn't like talk about last week neither one of us did um my least favorite part of unbreakable was the very very end of the movie the most like anticlimactic oh, fucking where they ending. just have like the writing that says and like yeah like like uh he reported to the authorities uh he's in the insane asylum now yeah i was so pissed about it because like both of them are doing such a good job with it especially they called me Mr. Glass. Like, that's such a fucking badass. Just, like, leave it up to our imagination. Don't be like, yeah, he's in the same asylum. Yeah. Like, I, I forgot about that and actually was watching CinemaSins about Unbreakable now that I'd, like, seen the whole movie. And I they pointed it out. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I forgot to mention that. So, that's down there. Um, this movie also, similarly, we sat through, like, the whole credits of fucking blue. I, I listened to a five-minute Blues Traveler song as Amish people awkwardly danced. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the ending of the I movie. I was like, I thought that they couldn't have music. Is that a thing? Yeah, yes, Amish people don't believe in music or dancing. So the scene did not make any sense. Fucking footloose people. Well, no. Yes, it's not banned. They just don't. They I just know. Don't don't do it. Obviously, they, all of them do now though, because blues traveling. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So. Rob Moran, Rob Moran, I don't know how to say that last name, is the Moran. LVP. Moran, yeah. But watch out, Roger Clemens. If you show up in any of my other fucking movies, you're an asshole, nobody likes you, you're on steroids, you crazy fuck, get out of my movies. I don't know why I'm <laughs> taking such a hard stance on Roger Clemens. I know. He's the bad person. There's also professional bowlers sprinkled throughout. Um, I think one of the Fairly Brothers' mom was in it, too. She's, like, one of the people, like, checking him in. Okay. Um... There's a lot of there's a lot of like weird fucking random people yeah. and like weird line deliveries surrounding everybody that's not the main people. So it's not a huge thing, but it's a it's a distraction at moments. Right. So. Um, what else on Kingpin? Again, I feel like there's so much we can. Yeah. We can talk about. I think that we covered it though. But there's so many good lines. I think I tackled all the lines I wanted to. Yeah. There's a lot of good lines. Um, so another like running thing that I like is the fact that he doesn't know that his name has somehow been synonymous with just being a failure. That's yeah, just a, it's a funny thing. 
I'm thankfully mullet means two other things. I feel like that'd be the kind of name. Like, why don't you really mulleted this one up? Mullet over. Hey, that was mean. That was an unnecessary I shot love at you. my former shitty punned everything. Um, what else? Uh, funny. Uh, again, we always do like trivia about the movie. Um, that we find out. Right. So uh, Woody Harrelson is apparently a horrific bowler. I could believe it. Throughout the entire process of the movie, only bowled like one or two legitimate strikes. Oh, man. Uh, Bill Murray, however, is great. He's a renowned golfer. Of course he is. Uh, the end scene, he legitimately bowls those three strikes really? in a row. Yes. So the final strike, the crowd is legitimately reacting to, and he just fucking goes. Wow. He's rolling around the ground. His hair, fucking Bill Murray's hair in this movie is That's pretty cool. fucking so sad to my fucking... I'm Ernie McCracken. All right, Ernie. I'm Big God, Bill Murray's the best. Bill Murray's awesome. Jillian, Bill Murray's gonna be your... Did she get... Did she put this in her mouth? Yes. Because now it's wet and she tore... Jillian, you tore the movie box. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't reprimand her that severely. Jillian. Why you're not allowed to touch anything? So we're not allowed to have nice things. Um, what else on Kingpin? I think that we covered it all. Covered it? Alrighty. Let's score it. Let's draw another movies and let's get you guys... I, mean, I actually really liked it. I stayed awake through the whole thing. You did. That's, all, that's I, always a good sign. I thought we were going to record right after. I was awake. I was ready. Obviously, I've forgotten a lot since then. Um, but I was, you know, really engaged in the movie. I enjoyed it, which I've been finding happening more and more, which I, I liked. Um, I thought it was good. <laughs> I'm glad that 160 episodes of a new movie podcast, you're starting to stay awake. That's good. I stayed awake before. But then I got pregnant, and I fell asleep as soon as I woke up. Don't blame her. And it's all her fault. Jillian, break mommy's phone. Uh, it's score time. You drew the movie, so you I, score I it first. I was talking about how I got to my score. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, because you don't listen. Hmm? Yeah, you don't listen. I'm sorry, what? What? Terrible. What was the impression I was doing recently? I don't know. I had one good line and we're they like... They kind of all blur together for me. Fuck, no, I just had it the other day and it was good. Jilly, tell daddy what was his impression. it's gone forever. Man. Shit. <laughs> no one's gonna believe me. Nope. Whatever. Um, so, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Not what I thought it was going to be. Not mobsters with mops. And she dropped my phone down the side of the couch. We need to get a drop stuff on the couch. Jillian, that was so rude. Jillian's um, playing Plinko. Stop touching everything. <laughs> I liked it. I'm gonna, it kept me laughing and everything. I'm going to give it an, an eight and a half. Eight and a half? Okay. Giant! Um, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. Stop it. It's routinely funny. It's uh, got just a teeny bit of heart, just the right amount of heart to not make it mean spirited. But it's 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 uh, a shock jock type of comedy. I, I can't. I don't think I could ever give a Fairly Brothers movie a perfect ten. Like Dumb and Dumber is fucking classic, but it's not a ten movie. Like it's just not. And neither is Kingpin. Um, so I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay. I feel like that's a... So, 8.75. 8.75, I think, is a perfect score for Kingpin. Um, it's really funny. If you haven't seen this movie, which I feel like a lot of people haven't, 
Get and it. you like comedies, watch it. watch it. It just recently just came out on Blu-ray. It's actually a more recent Blu-ray. But one of the first DVDs I ever bought was Kingpin. Really? At FYE for like seven bucks. They had like a three for 21 deal on DVDs. Oh, man. And 2004. Man, I got fucking hosed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Richard been so disappointed. But, um, yeah, Kingpin <coughs> is badass. Let me throw it across the room so I remember to bring it upstairs. <coughs> and now let me reach into the box and grab another one. <coughs> Yeah, Samantha's still even What are you looking for? Away. Um, I don't That's know. That's so mean to say on the podcast. If I wind up dead, they're all going to think you did it. Didn't do anything. I'm going Sorry, very no, close to the mind. top here. What are you hoping for? <sighs> Something that long. Okay. I, I want a good, like, give me, like, a good solid, like, hour and 40-minute drama that we can, like, analyze and discuss. It. We have Incredibles right over there. Oh, let's watch it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Then well, just... instead, the next movie we're going to watch is... I got my wish. I don't mean a movie we haven't seen before. I don't know if it's a shorter drama, but it definitely fits the bill. Uh, the Ides of March. Oh, I really wanted to see this with George Clooney and Ryan, Ryan Gosling. George Clooney. Uh, Another one of us have seen it before. Uh, so let's do expectation uh, scores while we remember. Seven and a half. Uh, I am going to go uh, rarely lower than you. I'm going to go six oh. and a half. I was going to say, if you go five, I'm going to kick <laughs> you in the dick. I'm not really sure. I think I'm going to go with a five. I'm going to kick you in the dick if you give a movie a five. Um, so the Ides of March will be uh, coming up on the podcast very, very soon, along with, like you said, The Incredibles, which will probably will be our next episode. We'll watch that very soon. Also, uh, The Chaperone. The Chaperone, which I swear we're going to watch. One day we're in like a bad mood. We just decided to be fucking weird and funny. And The Illusionist, when Augie actually learns magic. Um, I'm going to make him act the movie out for us instead of watching the actual goddamn film. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. As always, we are available on ArcadeAudio.net, along with this podcast and the other ones in our network. You can support by going to Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio for a small donation every single month. You can get merchandise and all kinds of bonus content uh, just from your uh, support. It helps us do so much. Also support ArcadeAudio.net slash pods. Let me talk about the beginning of the show. Donations are open. Tickets are available. It is just a few short weeks away. Don't miss it. It's going to be an amazing, huge event like it has been for the past two years, even bigger than usual. Please, please, please help fight pediatric cancer and help me be bald. Uh, Twitter please. at MarriedWMovies, Facebook.com slash MarriedWMovies, and MarriedWMovies at gmail.com. Any final thoughts as you have this child just no, rubbing? No, I'm ready to be done so you can take her off of me. Get her off of me. <laughs> She's been very good She's been until like the past like two minutes. Now she's just trying to the start. She's trying to escape. Me yeah. Like she did uh, in bed last night with us. Ugh. Yeah. She's been sleeping in our bed lately, and uh, it, we bad have a king. We have a king size bed, and but, we were so happy we got a king size bed because Muff, pretty big guy. He's six foot one. He's a, he's a big guy, you know, and uh, I like to sleep. Period. Period. <laughs> I don't like people all, all up on me, like my space. We got a king bed. You were, you were now the one that's blabbering, and, none, <laughs> and nothing is in the show as she moans and grows and, and is literally doing barrel rolls on your stomach. Look, we got a king size bed so we wouldn't have to feel each other. Why are you starting the story over again? And Jillian's decided she's taking over our bed, and she lays 
Her head tucked into into Mullet's arm, put in her feet against my chest, and it sucked. And Jillian has put it into the show for Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Mary Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I love like people like it, she was so sweet to start, and now she just sounds like a devil child. Yeah, good. It's on. The- <laughs> I didn't do... She liked it. I didn't do the hand motions. I did not do the hand motions. I just did the the tongue in the mouth. Oh, that made it worse. Get... Don't take my child away from me. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.